3: Future. Go to noblegoldinvestments. dot now. noblegoldinvestments. dot com.
2: Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: By the way, we are now on iTunes as well as Spotify. It took me like two months to get that situated. I had somebody behind the scenes uh, that was struggling to get everything synced up on iTunes, but we finally got it. So, if you guys like to listen to podcasts on your way to work or on your way home. And you don't want to have the Rumble video pulled up, you know, in case you get pulled over or whatever. Well, you can also listen to us on iTunes. And I really appreciate those of you that have given us uh, a review. Um, I think like seven of you guys. So, we're we're doing pretty good so far. Uh, If you guys want to give us five stars, that would be awesome. Some freaking troll, I guess because I posted it on Twitter, saw that, you know, I was asking people for reviews and decided to give me a one-star review. Okay, so I need backup once again. The TDS Trolls are after me. They're after me, Lucky Charms, ladies and gentlemen. And I need you on the front lines, okay? But anyways, I got a big show for you guys, all about Carrie Lake, okay? Because we had an update in the Carrie uh, Lake's fight within the Supreme Court, and uh, it's a pretty big deal, okay? This could really shake things up a bit. Now, um, there's a lot of confusion, confusion with the status of Carrie Lake's case. As you guys know, The Supreme Court, they recently overturned Judge Thompson's decision to dismiss Carrie Lake's count regarding signature verification, right? So people are sitting around like, all right, so when does Carrie Lake get to review the ballots? You know, when does she get to review the ballot envelope signatures like the court said? But that's actually not exactly what happened. Uh, Basically, the, the Supreme Court said you're not allowed to dismiss this count on latches, so it has to go back to Judge Thompson for review and now he has to look at the evidence and decide whether whether or not he's going to dismiss it again for a different reason or allow it to go forward. So there hasn't actually been a, a court order regarding the signature verification claim yet. Um, we know that Carrie Lake tried to submit a public records request to Maricopa County and Stephen Richer to, to force them to turn this stuff over so that she could review it. And they denied that. Um, so right now... There's everything's on hold um, within the court. We don't have a court order yet on the signature verification claim. And the reason that that's all on hold right now, Judge Thompson hasn't made a decision, is because we are still waiting on the Supreme Court to address the defendant's motion for sanctions. Until they address the sanctions, Judge Thompson can't set a date and move forward with the signature verification claim. Okay, so that's where we're at right now. So the Arizona Supreme Court's considering whether or not to sanction Carrie Lake uh, based on one claim that she made when she filed her initial appeal. So in her initial appeal, let me, let me not confuse you guys. So remember that uh, two counts went to trial before Judge Thompson. One was regarding uh, voter disenfranchisement. The other one had to do with ballot chain of custody now judge thompson listened to all the evidence at trial and despite all the overwhelming evidence that it was the election was stolen he dismissed the case and dismissed both of those counts so then carrie lake filed an appeal and in that appeals process she was saying that we have substantial evidence that there was no chain of custody on these ballots and uh katie hobbs responded and said she's wrong we actually have the chain of custody documentation right here, and provided two exhibits to the appellate court. Well, when Katie Hobbs provided those two exhibits, there was something peculiar there, because, um, well, there was a, there was she provided one exhibit, which was all the ballots when they got to Runbeck. Like Runbeck, they receive the ballots, they count up all the ballots, they make chain of custody forms, right? And then they scan all the ballots and scan all the ballot envelope signatures and send those back to run uh, to, to, to the McTech Center. OK, so Katie Hobbs provided these two documents and Carrie Lake's legal team was like, hey, hang on, wait a second. <laughs> um, when you compare these two documents, there seems to be a discrepancy of about thirty five thousand ballots. So something happened here. And we'll get into this in more detail when we pull up uh, Carrie Lake's actual motion that she submitted. It'll all make sense by the end of the show, I promise. But anyways, so Carrie Lake, she um, basically said it looks like there's 35,000 illegal ballots that were injected at Runbeck based on the exhibits submitted by Katie Hobbs and her legal team. Okay, And when she did that, Adrian Fontes and Katie Hobbs latched onto this claim. And said that it's false, but not only is is it false, but Carrie Lake should not be allowed to submit new evidence in the appeals process. Like basically, you can't submit new evidence during the appeal, and therefore, they said that 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 uh, Carrie Lake should be sanctioned on that basis. Now, <clears throat> when this got to the Supreme Court, shockingly, uh, I, mean, I mean this was this was ridiculous. Shockingly. The Supreme Court actually agreed with Adrian Fontez and Katie Hobbs that this claim was false. They said, quote, the record does not reflect that 35,563 ballots were added to the total count. Motions for sanctions will be considered in due course. So Adrian Fontez, Katie Hobbs, they asked for sanctions and the Supreme Court said that they're allowed to file for sanctions and agreed with them that there's actually no evidence for this claim. Now, <clears throat> Hobbs and, and and Fontes already filed their motions, uh, arguing for sanctions, and so now it's Carrie Lake's turn to respond and explain why they should not sanction her attorneys. Okay, and so that's what we're going to talk about today, because over the weekend, Carrie Lake and her attorney, uh, Brian Blem and Kurt Olson, they filed their response with the Supreme Court. And here's the shocking twist. Not only is Carrie Lake saying that they should deny the motion for sanctions, Carrie Lake is actually asking the Supreme Court to reconsider the evidence and her count regarding ballot chain of custody. And she's also made a compelling argument as to why there actually were thirty-four or 35,000 ballots illegally injected at Runbeck, and she completely destroys uh, Katie Hobbs' and Adrian Fontes' argument. Now, this, I got to say, this is a bold move, Cotton. Okay, this is not what I was expecting. I don't even know if this is... I don't even know if she's allowed to do this, to be honest with you. Um, Because this isn't exactly the venue where you would ask the Supreme Court to reconsider. This is where you would typically beg for forgiveness. You know, after the Supreme Court said that the claim is false and we're opening the door for sanctions... That's when you would turn around and be like, you know, typically you'd be like, "Uh, we are sorry, Supreme Court. Uh, we did not act in bad faith. We had reason to believe this. However, it appears that the evidence does not support the claim. But we did not make a uh uh, uh we did not make this claim in bad faith. Please don't sanction us. Right? That's what you would expect from somebody with no balls, you know. But Carrie Lake, on the other hand, Carrie Lake is a fighter. A warrior for election integrity and wholeheartedly believes that the election was stolen, as pretty much all of us do. And she's not going to go down without a fight. And so what she's done is take an opportunity to put herself and her attorneys on the line and take a pretty big risk in an effort to reveal the truth and hold these people accountable. And I got to say, this is is pretty ballsy. I don't know how the Supreme Court's going to respond to this. But I had a chance to read this motion this morning, and the evidence is very, very compelling. This is cut and dry, black and white, uh, clear-cut evidence of fraud. And I think it's pretty damn clear, after reading this motion, that 35,000 illegal ballots were injected at Runbeck, and I think by the end of this show, you'll agree. And that's that's why I made I decided to make an entire show about it. So I'm going to give you guys the full breakdown, but first, be sure to smash that like button and check out nicklovesgold.com. With the war in Ukraine, inflation going through the roof, and the country being $32 trillion in debt, things are not looking too good for the future, and it's really looking like 2008 all over again. And it could get a lot worse, so don't wait until it's too late. If you have $50,000 or more saved for retirement, then talk to our friends over at GoldCo. They're patriots like you and me, and they've already helped thousands of Americans use an IRS loophole to protect their retirement savings from everything that's going on. Visit nicklovesgold.com right now to get your free IRS loophole kit and see how you could protect your retirement savings. You could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. We could be looking at a future worse than 2008, so don't wait. Go to nicklovesgold.com. That's nicklovesgold.com. Okay, so as we said. <clears throat> Carrie Lake has officially filed her response with the Supreme Court, explaining exactly why the court should not allow her attorneys to be sanctioned and has turned this whole thing around into a motion for reconsideration. She's taking a lemon and making lemonade. Okay. Now, again, specifically, this addresses the the, the, the count of of ballots lacking chain of custody and the evidence regarding those thirty five thousand ballots. That she says were illegally injected at Runbeck. So let's go ahead. We've we've pulled up the motion, and we're going to break this down. All right. So petitioner Carrie Lake respectfully opposes respondent's request for sanctions for Lake's statement in her petition that the court of appeals should have considered the undisputed fact that thirty-five thousand five hundred sixty-three unaccounted uh, unaccounted for ballots were added to the total of ballots at a third-party processing facility. The record indisputably reflects at least 35,563 Election Day ballots for which there is no record of delivery to Runbeck were added at Runbeck and that this issue was properly raised below prior to Lake filing her petition for review. Not only should respondents' request for sanctions be denied, but Lake respectfully requests uh, requests leave of the court to treat this response as a motion for reconsideration of the court's denial of review on this chain of custody issue. So that's the summary. Now we get into the specifics, and, and this is not very long, and I'm not going to bore you with all the uh, more, uh, you know, what's the word, supportive details. I'm going to give you guys the meat and potatoes, and that's it. <clears throat> so, to warrant sanctioning a party or their counsel for exercising First Amendment rights, a court must find either that they brought a claim for an improper motive or that they pressed issues that are not supportable by any reasonable legal theory and for which there is no colorable legal argument. So right right there off the bat. At the very least, the Arizona Supreme Court should not sanction Carrie Lake and her attorneys. You know, Katie Hobbs and Adrian Fontes, they've tried to put forth this argument, All the usual talking points that, you know, this is an effort to destroy our democracy and this is Carrie Lake trying to push a political agenda by spreading baseless conspiracy theories and all that BS that we're used to. And that is not the case whatsoever. Okay, the other thing here is that this is, I mean, the entire, the whole sanctions thing is a violation of the First Amendment. It's completely unconstitutional. Nobody should be getting sanctioned. Okay, when you, when you have an election where 60% of the machines break down on election day and thousands, tens of thousands of voters are disenfranchised, um, I think it's pretty reasonable to bring an election challenge, don't you? And so the idea that somebody would be punished for bringing an election challenge by being sanctioned, what does that really tell you? If, if that were to occur, all that would tell you is that the the uh the criminals are in charge here and what this would be is a punishment a punishment from the regime to anybody that would dare challenge and question an election so if this happens it is a blatant disregard of the first amendment and a uh like a, a bitch slap from the regime and i hope and i pray that that it doesn't we've seen this all we've seen this way too many times The whole notion of sanctions in the first place is absolutely unconstitutional and ridiculous, but I digress. So let's continue reading. Here the respondents seeking sanctions have not even attempted to show any evidence rebutting Lake's claims regarding the 35,000 ballots for which Runbeck has no record of receiving. So Katie Hobbs, Adrian Fontes, when they asked for sanctions, they didn't actually present any contrary evidence showing that there wasn't 35,000 ballots injected into Runbeck. They didn't provide any rebuttal whatsoever, okay? <clears throat> and and so now we get to the actual evidence that there were 35,000 unaccounted for ballots injected at Runbeck. And the evidence here is very, very compelling. So let's lay the groundwork first. Three types of ballots are delivered to Runbeck. Dropbox ballots received by Maricopa, that's one type... Mail-in ballots received by the U.S. Postal Service, that's two types, and provisional ballots, okay? All three of these types of ballots are delivered to Runbeck. Runbeck then scans the ballot envelopes for signature verification before the ballots are sent back to McTech for tabulation. And we can get into a whole nother rabbit trail about how that's a, 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 a conflict of interest considering a third party is scanning your ballot envelopes so that...
2: now
1: No
2: They,
4: they can send images to Tech to then verify the signature. You're, you have a third party with a political bias. The CEO of Runbeck has contributed exclusively to Democrats, and his little company is a third-party contractor scanning all your mail-in ballot envelopes <laughs> and, then, and then sending the images to Tech and we're supposed to trust that with no oversight whatsoever, no ability to scrutinize uh, whatsoever. Okay, so they're scanned at Runbeck, right, and then sent to McTech for tabulation. The calculation of 35,563 early ballots for which there is no record of delivery to Runbeck was raised by Lake as a direct response to an argument advanced by Hobbs in her answering brief on appeal. So, So what Carrie Lake's doing here is addressing... This assertion from Katie Hobbs that Carrie Lake is not allowed to to bring this claim, um, because what 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 Katie Hobbs was saying to the appeals court and the Supreme Court is that Carrie Lake is trying to present new evidence in an appeal, and she's not allowed to do that. So you should sanction her. Well, what 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 Carrie Lake is saying here is, you know, we're not trying to advance new evidence. What we're doing here is responding to Katie Hobbs. We're offering a rebuttal. Okay, it's not, we're not trying to present a new claim here. We're just offering a response to what was said about us. You got these people over here talking all this crap, and we're just offering a rebuttal. Okay, so that's all that, that's what that means. Specifically, Hobbs cited two unique types of Maricopa chain of custody forms in her answering brief. Defense trial exhibits 33 and 80, 82 as support for her argument that, quote, through this process, Maricopa maintains chain of custody for every one of those early ballots, such that the county would be aware of any ballot inserted or rejected or lost in any part of the process. So this part's really important. Okay. Katie uh, Carrie Lake's uh, case was, was dismissed by Judge Thompson, including the count regarding chain of custody, Then Carrie Lake appealed, okay? And then Katie Hobbs submit, uh, she filed a motion including two exhibits to basically say, look, we do provide chain of custody documentation. Here's Exhibit 33 and Exhibit 82, and this proves that we do maintain maintain chain of custody. All right? Defense Trial Exhibit 33 is a compilation of forms entitled MC Incoming Scan Receipts, which are the Runbeck Scan Receipts. The Runbeck Scan Receipts recorded the number of early ballots packages that Runbeck scanned for signature verification, processing, and counted on its high-speed equipment between Election Day, November 8th and November 9th, 2022. These forms recorded a total of 298,942 Early ballot packages, including the provisional ballots. So that is uh trial exhibit thirty-three. Now trial exhibit eighty two is a compilation of forms entitled MC Inbound Receipt of Delivery. The Runbeck receipt of delivery forms are records created at Runbeck documenting all Maricopa County early ballots delivered to Runbeck prior to Runbeck scanning the ballots. Okay, so we have two documents submitted by Katie Hobbs. One is Runbeck's, um, their form, like when, when when Runbeck receives all the ballots, they're supposed to count them all up, all right, and then they create a chain of custody document right then and there when they receive the ballots. Then they scan the ballots, okay, and they create another document which shows how many ballots they scan. Okay, so it's two separate documents. This is what Katie Hobbs submitted to the court to prove hey, we maintain chain of custody. Look right here at Exhibit 33 and 82. Now here's where things get really, really interesting. So uh, Carrie Lake and her attorneys they looked at these two documents and they found a discrepancy of 35,000. <laughs> Somehow when the ballots came to Runbeck, to when they were actually scanned, there was an addition of thirty-five thousand ballots, meaning they scanned thirty-five thousand more ballots than they actually received. So, reason—I mean, a reasonable person would ask themselves, "Hey, where the hell did these, these thirty-five thousand ballots come from?" Right. That's the basis of Kerry Lake's claim. She says, based on that calculation, the number of early ballots recorded on the Runbeck receipt of delivery forms um, dated November 8th through 9th, 2022, totaled only 263,379. Significantly, that figure includes all early ballots Maricopa received on Election Day and delivered to Runbeck and excludes 184 late ballots. Compare that to the 298,942 election day early ballots recorded on the Runbeck scan receipts. This is a discrepancy of 35,563 more ballots scanned than received. TZ Burton says 35,000 pre-filled out. Yeah. Who knows? Who the hell knows? But wouldn't you guys agree that this is a pretty big discrepancy here? And... So, so Carrie Lake presented this to the court and uh, Katie Hobbs her her response was to basically ignore it uh, say that you're not allowed to bring new evidence to the court in the appeals process and they tried to um say that the ballots when they get to McTe- uh, when they get to run back they're missing the I th- either it was the uh, Election day drop off ballots, or th- they're missing a certain type of ballot. And Kerry Lake, in this response, explains that that is c- completely false. That Runbeck, they have all the ballots. There's not thirty five thousand ballots that get that get um, delivered to Runbeck late. No, these receipt forms account for all the ballots. There should not be a discrepancy of thirty five thousand and this also is on top of the fact that Maricopa County already admitted to the fact that they completely disregarded the law in maintaining a chain of custody documentation on the ballots when they when they're opened at McTech on election day so before the ballots get to runbeck they're they're at the McTech center they open up the the ballot containers containers And they're supposed to create chain of custody documentation then, before the ballots get to run back. They admitted during the trial that they didn't do this because of the large volume of early ballot packets dropped at polling places that day. Now, for some reason, the judge thought that was a good argument because he dismissed the chain of custody count. But to me, that's just you blatantly admitting to a crime and telling us that we don't have chain of custody documentation on close to 300,000 ballots, okay? But now we get to the part where they get to Runbeck, and Runbeck has a, 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 a receipt form for the ballots they receive and a receipt form for the ballots they scanned, and there's a discrepancy of 35,000 ballots, add to that, you had somebody testify during the trial that Runbeck said you're you're allowed to submit your family members' ballots. Now, the, the person that submitted that affidavit, they only estimated something like 50 or so ballots that, that might have been inserted, that they saw with their own eyes. But when Runbeck says, you know, you can insert ballots at Runbeck illegally, and then you have a discrepancy of 35,000 ballots, um, I think it's safe to say that there was probably something illegal that happened here. Kerry Lake goes on to say, regardless, the number of election day ballots scanned by Runbeck on November 8th through 9th, 2022 should at least closely match the number of early ballots delivered to Runbeck on those same dates. However, the number of early ballots recorded as delivered to Runbeck on November 8th through 9th, 2022 compared to the number that it recorded as being scanned on those dates is not even close. Now, the funny thing about this, you know, if if you're if you're really astute and you've been paying attention here, you know, <laughs> Carrie Lake and her attorneys caught this based on exhibits submitted by Katie Hobbs. These were these were two exhibits that Katie Hobbs submitted to show that we keep a chain of custody on these ballots once they get to run back. See? There's not a problem here. And the two documents, if you can just do simple subtraction, reveal a discrepancy of 35,000 ballots. Okay? So so Carrie Lake is asking the Supreme Court to reconsider the count regarding chain of custody. And <clears throat> what am I expecting to happen here? Um... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to make any predictions. Uh, let's remember that the Supreme Court has already seen this evidence from Kerry Lake and determined that there's no evidence to support that 35,000 ballots were injected. you know this this was originally uh, submitted to the appellate court and that's when Katie Hobbs moved towards sanctions. However, the difference here is now Kerry Lake has offered a rebuttal to Katie Hobbs' argument. She specifically explained to the Supreme Court how everything that Katie Hobbs said is false and makes abso- absolutely no sense, and doesn't actually excuse this dis- discrepancy. Nothing they said refutes Carrie Lake's claim about these thirty-five thousand ballots. So maybe the court, they read the re- they read uh, Katie Hobbs' argument, and they said, "Yeah, I guess that makes sense." Uh, doesn't look like there's evidence to support these thirty-five thousand ballots injected. But once they read Carrie Lake's response, they may have an aha moment and realize, hey, wait a second, she's right. This doesn't actually make sense. Um, But I I won't be holding my breath on that one, to be honest with you. Um, I think the best that we can hope for here is that the Supreme Court does not issue sanctions on Carrie Lake based on this response. Because at the very least, they should be able to see that there is a basis for these claims that... These claims were certainly not made in bad faith, and they weren't made. Um, it, it's, not, it's not true that Carrie Lake was trying to submit new evidence in the appeals. Uh, the appeal. She was offering a rebuttal to Katie Hobbs. So <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And I hope that the Supreme Court allows the chain of custody uh, count to go back to trial along with the, the signature matching claim. But we don't, we don't, I can't, I don't have a crystal ball. <clears throat> um, so, I want to make, I wanted to make this show short, sweet, concise, so everybody knows the facts, everybody's updated, everybody knows what's going on here, and how big of a bombshell this is, and what a risk this is for Carrie Lake to take, putting everything on the line, um, n- you know, basically, instead of begging and pleading with the court, please don't sanction us, she has actually doubled down on the claim presented a compelling argument as to why this should go back to trial and uh, this is a bold this is a bold move Cotton I'm, I'm going to say it again this is a bold move Cotton I don't think I've ever seen any anything like this before so we'll have to see how this plays out uh, I, I, you know my hat's off to, to Carrie Lake for being a courageous warrior for election integrity and um, you know I wish her the best that's all I can say now i got a a couple more stories but what we're going to do is we're going to jump over to locals again i want to keep this show short straight to the point um so i got another show ready to go on locals and i have a story about katie hobbs uh vetoing her own signature verification rules as well as this story about how biden is planning to recruit an army of tiktokers to influence the 2024 election so if you're interested in either of those stories Go to nickmosedar.locals.com or click that red join button. It's free to watch. You don't have to be a paid supporter. You guys can just join in. The show's already set up. Uh, you go to nickmosedar.locals.com. You'll see it there. It's the, the top pinned thing over there. Um, so check us out. It's a lot of fun. People have been signing up, you know, a couple people a week. <laughs> and we got our core base over there. Like only, I think only 100 or 200 people are watching those shows over there. But, I mean, guys, I'm putting full-length shows up every time we go live over here on Rumble. And so if you are a Wilf, you know, you're miss- and you're not over on Locals, you're missing a lot of content. And it's free content. Free content. All right, so <clears throat> I want to thank you guys for watching. And we'll be back tomorrow at 1230 Eastern Daylight Time. <clears throat> and uh, we'll be back. This is the new schedule, Monday through Thursday at 12 30 p.m eastern standard time so we're trying to get consistent i'm doing it for you guys so hopefully you'll 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 remember you'll tune in if you're not subscribed please become a subscriber and turn your notifications on that way you get that banner notification whenever we go live all right so i'll see you guys on locals thanks for watching and i will see you in a few minutes